man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. No, none taken. That is right, none taken. I am the Movie Moron, and this is the Movie Moron Podcast. Uh, as always, is our practical co-host himself, Trevor. Hey, yo, what it do? And then uh, the all-time guest, Tristan. Hello. Who are both very conveniently on the phone at the start of the podcast. But that's because they don't know when it's starting. I just decide. Oof. Um, Oof. Uh, this week, uh, we're pushing it back a couple weeks um, because there wasn't anything major um, this week. And there was a movie that we missed um, that just... Didn't quite break the box office like Avatar, but definitely broke it more than anybody thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of came by storm. Was it, um, was it plain? Not quite. Was it was a man called Otto? Nope. Uh, I'm I'm told those are both very mid movies. Was it? You should never go watch. Was it, it missing? No, that is the number one thing on my friends list for Letterbox. But no, this is Puss in Boots. Missing is yeah. Just friends. Uh, the, my Letterbox friends are all like oh, big movie guys. I see what you're saying. And so, and like any new movie, I thought you automatically meant, hits it. Yeah, I thought you meant somebody put it on like their best of 2023. Oh, 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 oh. no, 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 no. And I was like, um, oh. But Pusa Boots is still number two on my friends uh, watching right now. So, uh, yeah, we're doing Pusa Boots, uh, The Last uh, Wish, the Shrek's. Um, uh, response to Logan that we never thought we needed. <laughs> and when I saw that review, we all thought it was insane. But you know what? Maybe they were right. Who knows? Who knows? You'll hear all of our thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's huge. It has uh, like 250,000 watches and reviews on uh, Letterboxd, which is by far more than anything close to anything we were thinking about doing this week. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were like, we all watched it. Let's Let's talk about it long short whatever but uh yeah you guys get to hear our thoughts on on this movie and we'll tell you whether or not to go watch it um and at the very end we'll give you a uh the oscar nominations came out today (gasps) and um yeah we'll say that's why we're a day behind because i wanted to wait until nominations came out (laughs) um but yeah so we'll kind of uh we won't preview you can go look at all the nominations yourself we won't waste your time reading through them um however we will um, go through and kind of give our predictions of maybe what we want to win versus what we think will win on a few different um, of the categories, just some of the more major ones. Um, so let's just go ahead and go straight into journal thoughts on Puss and Boots, The Last Wish. Um, I don't say The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> on uh, what were your thoughts going into the movie versus walking out of it? Trevor. Ooh, sorry, that was a weird time for a belch to come in. Going so going into um so listen, I am not a fan Puss in Boots makes his first appearance in Shrek 2, right? Mm-hmm. I movie was not a big fan of that character. Um He just hates all things that are good. So. I <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh so going into this, I was not super hyped, but like you said, everybody was like, this movie's amazing. So I was like, okay, well, I should probably go see it. So I went and saw it, and I have only seen Shrek and Shrek 2. I have not seen 3 or 4. I haven't seen the first Puss in Boots. Which I think he is in the third one. Okay. Um. So there's a little bit more context there. Yeah. And of course, if you haven't seen the original Puss in Boots, then you're mm-hmm. missing some context there as well. But... I will pre- premise, pre- preface, preface, yeah, 
You don't have to watch the original. The original yeah. is a very like side character. It also came out in 2011. Yeah. Very side, like out of like nowhere. It didn't like people just love the Puss and Boots character, like side character. Yeah. So there's like, it's Antonio funny. Banderas. They were just like, yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> but I think they were just trying to grab like a kids kids movie cash grab. I think uh, is sure. what they were yeah. doing. Makes um, sense because I think they, it was loved in you know Shrek kids culture whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think they were just trying to make some more money because they made four Shreks and only two need to, needed to be made. Maybe the third you could justify, but the fourth was bad yeah so i think they were just trying to make as much money on the franchise as possible while it was still relevant oh for sure um and then out of nowhere (laughs) the second one comes but i just want to give some you don't have to watch you don't have to watch the original i think i wasn't lost yeah to get any there's a cup there's maybe one flashback there might be two of him and the love interest cat which feels weird to say yeah uh I see that TikTok. It makes me think of that TikTok audio. Does this make me a furry? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was my thoughts going in. Once and it is good. It is well made and it's good. I think the animation is a little unoriginal. I was kind of shocked that it got nominated for best anime picture actually. But um, her name's Kitty. Thank you very much. So my bad. <laughs> um, Kitty Southpaw. And so, but I because I didn't see three, four, or the original Puss in Boots, this just felt like more of the same good Shrek to me. So Mm. because of that, I kind of felt like this was a little bit more on the like, just more of the same side. But I think had I seen three and four and the original or the first one, its predecessor, uh, I probably would have enjoyed this subjectively way more than i did hmm. um but no i the cast uh, the voice acting is good i like john mulaney um there's there's a kind of attack on titan sequence in this which i think is really kind of fun yeah and really cool yeah it's, just, it's the first scene yeah and the, the fight the fighting in it is uh uh there are two big ones and that's one of them i like that first one and then there's another fight in it this that i really enjoyed uh but yeah oh no overall I thought this was a really fun time, and I think it's really well put together. Tristan? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the third or fourth Shrek or the original Puss in Boots <gasps> either. What the heck? We're the set twinsies. I literally Y'all... told you guys that like five I kn- times. I, kn- I know, I know. But you guys are slipping on your Shrek knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just sit there and watch Shrek the musical, the worst one out of the five. But and it's, think not that, so uh, it's not bad. It's a, it's a Broadway wonder. We love it. Yeah. Wonder <laughs> as in we wonder why it was ever made. Oof. That's so rude. <laughs> hey, man, we we like what we like, and we don't like what we don't like. <laughs> it's good. Um. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I don't really have any complaints. It was enjoyable. I did take a cat nap. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um. But I don't know. I mean, I probably missed a little bit, but not a lot. Um, I was still on track, so that's good. I had a good old time. I don't think this was anything like, oh my gosh, it's so good, like that. Um, but it was enjoyable. Mm. Tristan, do you know who plays Goldilocks? Who? Florence Pugh. I oh, yeah. I used I to tell me that. I, oh. I couldn't <laughs> catch it the whole movie. I'm like, I know that voice. I know it. I just can't get my 
finger on it. Yeah, yeah. And the second I left the theater, I was like, I know I, I, I have put like forty different names in my head, and I can't figure out who it was. And Olivia Coleman was Mama Bear. Huh. Nice. Yeah. And then I looked it up after, I was like, that's why I knew it. Gosh <laughs> dang it. Um, if I had watched a movie with her more recently, I think. I might have caught it, but she has a slight accent in this movie. You were like, which kind of threw me off. Anna de Armas, no, her voice no. is too high. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, no, her voice is too low. No, I didn't and do that. And you saw it was Florence Pugh, and you're like, ah, just, just right. right. <laughs> she was just right for the role. She was great. Yeah. Um, Per usual. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I don't really think so. What did you think okay. of the puppy dog? Me? Yeah. The dog yeah, cat? It was fine. The dog posing as a I cat. liked him. <laughs> he was cool. Yeah. I I thought he was gross. He was supposed well, to be gross. I know he's supposed gross. to be, but I was like, I didn't like looking at him just at all. <laughs> he's a little a scrappy guy. He's a little scrappy guy, though. Mm-hmm. And he just he's has the most pure soul. Most yeah. sad little backstory. Most naive person you'll ever, well, dog you'll ever meet, yeah. which yeah. is probably most dogs. So I guess it's fitting. Yeah, I I liked him. Yep. Okay, here we well, go. The Shrek Master himself, mm-hmm. Easton, the movie moron more. Yeah, well, I will say I think this is the best animated movie since Spider Verse. That's I don't, interesting. Wowza. I don't think it's on par with Spider Verse, but my gosh, is it close? Yeah. Um, the animation style of this is absolutely superb. They did not mm-hmm. just go with the standard three D animation that you see in. Pixar movies or Disney movies or uh, Michelle uh, versus the machines. Like they didn't do the standard 3d mm-hmm. um, animation. They did. Um, I think they took maybe a piece off of spider versus um, yeah. animation style, but they made it their own um, and was very uh, 15 frames per second at times mm-hmm. for the fighting scenes, which I thought was very cool for the style of one fighting that it was and just the characters in general. Um, because cats are supposed to be very agile, quick-moving yeah. characters and or animals, um, but yeah, the story was uh, I thought extremely uh, deep, uh, extreme, uh, very surface level when you when you just are watching as a kid, just watching. Yeah. You're just like, oh, this is just a cat that's running away. Well, I guess I want to get too many into spoilers, but you see in the trailer of just this thing that's after him. And it's yeah. just him trying to run away from it and survive, but. Um, there's a lot of, I think, deeper layers, um, to it, which Mm. I thought were really good, um, between the early parts, um, of him deciding to live a different life and, uh, and that beard, he's got a sweet beard. He did. It's nice. We, we, we love the cat beard. Yes. Um, but you know, sometimes beards get scratchy and you just. I guess he didn't have any uh, beard oil. so I fell asleep, and when I woke up, he had facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just – I was absolutely in love through the whole thing, and I thought this was like – I thought there was no way this is a 97 or 98% of Rotten Tomatoes. I thought that was just absolutely insane that mm-hmm. they would put a – why the heck was this even made? DreamWorks movie that seemed like for sure just a – we just want to like it's a weak market right now even though they threw it on on christmas yeah but so they're not even really going for a weak market i they just had a writer that apparently made a fantastic script and they're like you know what this is gold we're going for it <laughs> and everyone's received it 
extremely well, both critics and audience. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of memes that were on par with like the uh, Minions Rise of Gru. Um, just, you know, stupid fandom yeah. meme yeah. culture and Morbius. And so I was a little concerned that it was just kind of people loving it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but very quickly you learned that that's not the case. And yeah, I, I absolutely loved it and very glad that um, I didn't just take it as a stupid uh, one-off sequel just to make some money. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had, I, I don't remember too much from the original Puss and Boots movie, but I don't think it was anywhere near this. Um, but yeah, that's general thoughts. Cool. Yeah. I loved it through and throughout. And the humor in this, I thought, was oddly good. Yeah, it's a little like you don't expect to find it funny. And I, I was legit cr- not not cracking up, but like chuckling throughout the movie, not yeah. a, not expecting to at all. Um, and I mean, maybe it's just got that Shrek humor, but it mm. seems it seems different than Shrek humor. Shrek humor is a little bit more. Um, like three-year-old toot humor kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, hey, you know what? It's funny whether you're two or you're 28 or Well, but I think but this movie does that too. Like, like we enjoyed it. We thought it was funny. And then, like, our cousin Janessa, who's, like, 10, she saw it and she loved it. And she thought yeah. it was hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, this, this was, a yeah, perfectly written for, like, both. Mm-hmm. Like, there are deeper things to the story that are, like, I don't want to say philosophical, but deeper, like, contemplative thought. Um, but as a kid, you're just going to watch the, the plain humor and action and, and right. plain story of it and get just the fun of it. I mean, especially with the dog cat story. Like, there's mm-hmm. just, there's some obvious, um, uh, I don't want to say, not scape, uh, comedic, uh, uh, I c- my brain is <laughs> farting on me. I don't know me. what you're looking Short for. Short-circuiting. Yeah, well, just the the person that you're that's giving the comedy, uh, comedic Com- comedian, uh, no, comic, comic relief. Yeah, 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 comic relief. The dog was a great comic relief for some of the deeper stuff that was, um, because you have somebody contemplating death and what that means and running away from it and, mm-hmm. um, you know what life means if if it does come and it does end and all that kind of stuff and you have a dog that's just doing weird stuff yep. so anyways um yeah i'll end it with uh saying this is not what i expected and i'm glad it's not what i expected um the animation style and stuff really threw me for a loop because i was expecting something completely different because the original Puss and boots is just standard shrek yeah. you know 3d animation um and the style matched the story so well um and and yeah there was a lot of uh really good story stuff in here so any more general thoughts for you guys? No. I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, you can do a recommend. Um, however, I know, Trevor, you watched a few of the movies that came out this last weekend. Uh, or is it just The Man Called Otto? I, that was the only one from that week. And oh, then okay. Tristan and I both went and saw the Whitney Houston biopic. Okay. Well, I will just say I, of course, recommend it um, because I thought it was much it's much better than you think it is. I don't care what age group you are. I think yeah. you'll find something very fun and good in this movie. So I very highly recommend it. 
Uh, and then Tristan, you can recommend this movie and kind of talk about your Whitney Houston thoughts Hatred. quickly. Um, and then whether or not you recommend that. And then Trevor, you can say your thoughts on recommend this one, Whitney sure. Houston, and then The Man Called Otto. Um, just so people have some extra thought. Some of the movies that are, that are out in theaters right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as Puss in Boots goes, I do recommend it. I think it was good and fun and... I think, like you said, Ethan, you can, anybody really, you can get a lot out of it, like contemplative stuff, or you can uh, just enjoy it and relax and have a good old time. <laughs> so, yeah, I recommend it. Uh, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. No, don't, never. Actually, okay, if you want to, it's fine, but I don't <laughs> recommend it at all. It made me dislike her and her parents and everything. So I'm actually kind of sad that I saw it because. So that's why you don't recommend watching it because it might ruin your thoughts. It might ruin your love for Whitney Houston because. Yeah. I mean, I never really loved her. And like she accomplished a lot of great things, but like at what cost? Her life, apparently. Yeah. So. Forget them. Yeah. I'm not not a fan. (laughs) Yeah, I recommend Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It is, I mean, yeah, kind of like we've said, it's all ages, and it's it's got something for everybody. I'm in the same boat as Tristan. Uh, typically with biopics, at least the ones I've seen, uh, uh, like biopics that make good movies, typically with, I mean, artists all kind of have the same story. There is a rise to, like, your uh, stardom, and then there's a fall, which usually involves drugs or alcoholism or something like that. And then there's a then there's kind of a rise again or a comeback. So like that sets up a pretty good, like a pretty basic like plot or or you know screenplay or whatever. Whitney Houston's life is not that, <laughs> and so because of that, you know, and she got involved with drugs pretty early in her life and never really recovered from that. The movie ends on a really kind of strange note, and uh. It does a good job recreating, you know, TV specials and things that she did. But other than that, it's it's a pretty weak overall. Uh, and then with the man called Otto, if you feel like crying, it's got like emotional terrorism all over the place. Gotcha. And it, uh, I think, well, I'm seeing a lot of like the boomer generation. And I don't mean that as like boomers, but like older generation are flocking to see yeah. this movie. Like when I was trying to find a ticket to go see it, basically every showing was packed. And when I went, it Even was the all late shows. Huh? Even the late shows? Uh, not, not the late shows. So okay. Much. I was about but, to say, I thought the older people go to sleep at eight 30. Right. You can't go well, to that 10 30. The show. one I went and saw was like nine 15, maybe or something Still like packed. that. It wasn't packed, but there, there were definitely seats were filled and it was only old people. It was mostly older people. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just they they identify with this version of Tom Hanks person that Tom Hanks is portraying. Sure. I will say though, uh, at the end of a man called Otto, a man called Otto deals with some, some suicide pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie in the credits, there is a, a small little segment that says, you know, if you or anybody are struggling with suicide or depression here's a helpline and you know, you shouldn't struggle alone. And so they had, it had a good message with that. There's nothing about that in the Whitney Houston biopic of, you know, if you know somebody is struggling with drugs or struggling with whatever, call this number. 
and like I said, that movie just kind of in on a weird note. But yeah, I I would recommend on it's it's fine. I hear uh, apparently there was a, an original, and this is a remake, mm. and it's also based on a book. And so, <laughs> uh, do with that what you will. I thought it was fine. If you want to go see it, great. If not, you're not missing a whole lot. So, yeah. All this talk just makes me want to watch A Star Is Born. <laughs> um, yeah. This movie has a four point three on Letterboxd right now. Puss in Boots. Oh yeah. 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 Insane. Um, Insane in the membrane. Yeah. Seeing a lot of five I'm stars from my friends. Um, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. We're going to uh, do spoilers and then do Oscar talk. Spoiler probably won't be too long um, because it's a kid's movie, so it's hard to really dive deep into too much. Yeah. Um, but we'll still do uh, spoilers and talk about some stuff um, if you guys haven't seen it. But we all recommend that you go see this. Um, and if you have kids of any age, this is a good one to just go ahead and buy on VOD. Um, VOD is a video on demand. Yeah. Oh. So like Vudu, like, Apple, uh, Amazon Prime, like what? It, what it, most people just. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know if it has a physical release yet. They usually things usually release on digital first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DreamWorks comes out with another great one, and I think because uh, their last one was the bad guys. Aww. Um. Yeah. And they have they have a nice little new intro to their movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, I missed it. Yeah, you oh. did miss it. Sh- it's cute. I had to get I off like work. It. it has like all the move like Shrek and all the and the bad guys works. are in it. Gotcha. Yeah. I think Megamind is too. Maybe. Oh, dude. When he, you great. know, he like goes up the clouds and he's fishing on the moon. Yeah, yeah. On his way up there, he like sees all. And they of all the wave to him and stuff. It's, oh. it's very. It's so cute. cute. Yeah. Does it have How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, probably. I think okay. it does. Yeah, it's like that's any of their the original. Pro- it's like they goes like five or six of their original properties. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, we'll uh, do spoilers, and we we'll also we will also do some Oscar talk uh, at the end of the episode. Um. So if you're interested in that, I'll try to put a timestamp in so you kind of know when we start talking about Oscar stuff. Um. Uh, just so if you want to hear thoughts on uh, all the nominations that came out today, uh, well today. Tuesday if you're listening to this later but uh, they just dropped them when we talk about them so we'll take a short little break we'll be right back for the spoiler part of the review all right we are back we're back after that short little break um and yeah we're gonna talk about all the spoilers um okay uh all the spoilers of this movie so um i do have to say a caveat i did technically miss like the first maybe five minutes um i walked in as he was in the bar um drinking some whiskey milk so um, you missed the fight. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. I it it was in the trailer. It, it's also all over the like a, a lot of this movie was like actually borderline spoiled for me on TikTok. Yeah, I so Stupid. I only knew about death, um, yeah. but I didn't know he was called death. Mm-hmm. I just knew he oh the wolf sent, guy yeah sent a shiver down uh, Puss in Boots spine every single time he whistled. Makes his fur all puffed mm-hmm. up like a cat. Um, really. Yeah, that's what that's what cats do. Like yeah. if they get like I know, but he is a cat. You said like a cat. His fur all puffed up like a cat. Well, that's what like, I, I well, just wanted to sense. clarify that like like it wasn't like oh he's just puffed up, but it's like he's up because like, he's a cat and his yeah. fur gets puffy because he's a cat. <laughs> I know I'm about get <laughs> off me. Um, but I had seen the fight on Twitter or on I think TikTok. So like I didn't miss anything. Did you know that the bell tolls eight times to signify every time that he's died? I did not. And then on the last one it is when it hits him. him. Yeah. <clears throat> what? 
He has nine lives, so that's well, eight yeah. deaths. Yeah. And the bell, when he's in the fight, you hear the bell toll eight times, and on the last time is when he gets killed. Mm-hmm. I also don't know if that's in the first Puss in Boots, the fact that he has nine lives, and I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. That they <laughs> I do too. Use it. Like, it, well, it's just the like, instant thing that's like, oh, this is a fairy tale world. And so, like, yeah. You like, can have nine lives Cats in real just life. have nine lives. And death, I thought was such a, like. Yeah, no, it, I thought it was a cool concept. And death, yeah, was a cool concept of like him just wasting his lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's maybe a small stretch here and there, but overall was really cool, and especially how well it tied in with uh, Kitty Softpaw uh, and that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when what Softpaw? That's her name, Kitty Softpaw. Yeah, yeah, Kitty Softpaw, because she has soft paws. Excuse me. <laughs> How dare you? That is genius character development, Tristan. So stupid. <laughs> she she that she joked about it in the in the movie. I took a nap, Easton. I don't think during that part. Did you take a nap during the magical forest of dreaded sorrow and all this stuff? Ex- except for the dog. Oh my you did not. I you didn't. I didn't? No. Okay. You fell asleep. I think way early if it's if you if you when he if you went to sleep and then woke up and he had a beard that's way early yes mm. or did you fall asleep twice maybe maybe twice cool because Great. i woke up again <laughs> and the fat guy was on the star with everyone oh that's late yeah i know <laughs> did you watch this movie <laughs> i did <laughs> i just missed some stuff we'll rewatch it because i love it i will 100 percent. yeah again. i would rewatch it and uh, I know I said this is on like this is almost on par with End of the Spider Verse, which I think might be one of the best animated movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm one hundred percent ready for uh, across, the second one. Yeah, yeah across the Spider Verse, which comes out like soon. Mm-hmm. Part one, anyway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah part one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As yeah, far yeah, as the yeah, animation yeah, goes, yeah. I yeah I agree it is great. I but I feel it's a little unoriginal because it looks so much like. Spider-Verse. See, my thing is, is it does it doesn't look like Spider Verse. I think it does. I don't think it looks like Spider Verse at all. It just looks not normal. Mm. And so, I th- if anything, they just took like, okay, well, we can use three D animation and just add a touch different to it to make it look. I I mean, that's like saying two comic books that come out like, oh yeah, they like this person stole the style of somebody else. When they don't look anything alike, they're just both comic books. Uh, I feel like because it because to me they look like they do look like comic book style animation, but just because like just because they're both comic book style, they're automatically the same. Like no, comic book styles have a thousand different styles for comic books, and every artist has their own like touch on mm-hmm. it. And I feel like I feel like Puss in Boots has a style. And you can't say that any movie now that decides to use a comic book style animation is just copying. Well, I feel like you can because because they were the first. Well, because yeah, because there's hundreds, if not thousands of animated movies. And yeah, of course, once something innovative happens that people like other studios are going to like copy it without really copying it. Um, and like, I'm not saying that's bad. I think it's great. I just think that uh, during the course of the film, I just kept thinking to myself, I feel like I'm watching Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I never thought I was watching Into the Spider-Verse. And I also, like, 
I also don't want to continue to think, oh yeah, anybody that now uses a different style to 3D animation is now just unoriginal because then you're just taking away like creativeness. And also, does that mean that anybody that used 3D animation after, was it Toy Story was the first 3D animation movie? No, there was something before that, I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe um, I'm wrong. But now, does that mean that anybody that used 3D animation after that is unoriginal? Because... Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's not the, that's not an art style. That is a whole new, like 3D animation would have happened eventually, I would think. Yeah. But like with this, this is, and Spider-Verse made a specific style and it and it like that's what helped make it so good. That's part of the reason people love it so much. Yeah, it's a piece for sure. Yeah. Um, but I guess I I don't want to deter people from doing something that looks well on no, screen and, and by you, saying it's shouldn't. by saying it's okay. Well, you just did something that's unoriginal. You just copied somebody else. Yeah. You well, should and, have done something like like I say like, and I'm not saying this as like. This is so bad because no, it, no. Spider-Verse did it first. I'm just saying, to me, this yeah. this looks like... A, I'm not accounting the animation. It is great, yeah. but it's not like... I'm docking it like two points no, because no. I feel like it is it is very Spider-Verse-y. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it does kind of suck because they definitely could have already been in the works of this movie. Yeah, I mean, animation takes like two years to make. Yeah, and I think Spider-Verse came out in 19. I think you're correct. Um, Pre-2020, anyway. But pre-production and all that kind of stuff, movies take usually anywhere from three to five years. Yeah. But I guess you can pump out a movie in two years. That is is possible. And I guess what I mean is like I've heard of voice actors that will do animated movies and they go in to record and they're like, so can I see it like soon? But they're like, oh, no, we still have to animate. And that's going to yeah. take two years. Yeah. You know? A movie like with pre-production and everything takes. Mm-hmm. That's why I said three. Especially the animation yeah. part of it. But I would assume they have in mind what they want to do with the Probably. animation before. But maybe yeah, they yeah. saw Spider-Verse and they're like, hold up. <laughs> um, maybe. But I I don't know. I just I felt a hint without it being like a straight mm-hmm. carbon copy of it. Because yeah, yeah. they also didn't do the actual comic book like strip stuff. Yeah, right. Which is something that Spider Verse does do, um, like comically the pow and you know that kind of stuff, the bang and. I feel like they don't they do that a the little bit. The onomatopoeias. Yeah, I thought they did do those a little bit, not to the extent of the other one, yeah. but you know he he anyway. Maybe I'm misremembering, but eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Regardless, the animation is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when it when it comes to the actual like story and and stuff like that, are there certain scenes that kind of gravitate you more than others? And story arc and I really enjoyed his conversation with his past lives, and huh. and seeing okay. and when he's on the glass and seeing how each one and you know it's it's kind of a gimme and i think it's that's more of the kid humor but they all have like a uh like he's irish kind or not irish but he's more like robin hood and one of them you know and i think he has some kind of accent but uh it's cool that they're like it feels like actual different lives yeah like he's like a bodybuilder in another one yeah it doesn't feel like this boots and boots every time right Mm -hmm. yes and excuse me yeah and i feel like 
Yeah, and I like the, the the eighth life, the one we see at the beginning of the movie. It's like this last one is trying to like he's trying to get that back. He's trying to just have a continuation of his eighth life, and that's why they look so similar. And I mm. so I, I like that part in the the cave of souls or whatever yeah, it's called, yeah. which is appropriate. Yeah, um, I absolutely loved um, the fact that they stay with the Shrek mindset with the fairy tales. Yeah, yeah. you have uh, the three bears and Goldilocks, which I mm-hmm. thought was so cool. Um, all of it. Um, I think there's some great kids material there with the fact of being adopted and like wanting like yeah. a real family yourself. Yeah. Um, but accepting the love and the uh, that you're like the family that is accepting mm-hmm. of you right now like has and like I thought all of that was really cool. Um, and then our main or one of our main villains, like mm-hmm. the actual real main villain, is. Um, John Mulaney as uh, Jack Horner. Jack Horner, which is another fairy tale character that I thought was really well done and something really cool. about putting your thumb in a pie. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he's got like a pie factory, and like it's very yeah. They, they well, and, he, and he, yeah, and he tr- and he turns into this uh, capitalistic like I like every like I should own everything. Yeah, like I didn't get the like the attention I needed as a kid mm-hmm. um, because I was just a dumb nursery rhyme. So, like, now I need everything because I wasn't enough for you then or something like that. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, like, it's just a spin. Like, all of them are just kind of like spins on fairy tales. Right. Um, and I think that whole world that Shrek brought is really cool in the fact that they were able to dive further into it with mm-hmm. these different things. Um, I mean, not necessarily Puss in Boots, but the side characters here. I thought well, and there's really cool. even an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, with the with the Eat Me uh, cupcake and drink or whatever it was yeah and his his workshop has a bunch mm-hmm. of different things um which were just kind of like side off right right um side off things the unicorn yes. horns yes. was a good bit i forgot about that in his office oh yeah, yeah which mm-hmm. he just has like 25 different magical fairy tale items mm-hmm. um the best being the uh unicorns i think unicorn i don't remember that uh the one. unicorn uh uh, horns mm-hmm. that he shot out of a crossbow and it would explode the right. people confetti. Yes. I thought that was really yes. funny. It was a good <laughs> bit. And just his whole character of like legitimately not caring about life at all and yeah. just sacrificing all of his minions. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why he ultimately loses in the end is because he doesn't... So it's, it's you know, another thing about selfishness and having this one goal of just obtaining everything is ultimately bad and you won't obtain everything and you'll die alone. Yeah. So that's what happens to it. Crushed by a diamond star. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just absolutely loved uh, how they just uh, leaned into it Um, because I thought all that, uh, mainly the three bears and the Goldilocks thing was Mm -hmm. really cool because I thought they were going to be like straight up bad guy bounty hunter evil people Mm -hmm. and they and they weren't and i like that because then we would have had three bad guys right which death himself isn't really a bad guy yeah he's he's kind of puss and boots own like personal antagonist he's not like it's he doesn't affect the other two really at all until the end and even then they don't help him a lot (laughs) and it's kind of like uh it's also kind of like personal judgment Right. Um, like y- you're now getting the judgment that you deserve for the lives that you've lived that are um, 
selfish and mm-hmm. and it and it shows that throughout the movie how he's lived multiple lives of shel- selfishness and how he hasn't cared for anybody but himself and yeah. how it's hurt other people in his life um and yeah it goes full circle and that's why i think there's a lot of depths to this that should not be in a <laughs> kids movie like the shrek one and two like the, the, those things don't have real depth i mean they have like they have maybe uh not to be cliche, cliche, cliche. here but uh uh children rhyme levels of uh death right, right. like there's a there's a there's a reason of the story and blah 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 but yeah. like all in all it's not that like deep. the entire like not motto what is uh moral of shrek is like don't judge a book by its cover yeah like that's the whole shtick of the first one what about let your freak no flag wave no let your freak Flag, flag. Never bring it down. Never bring it down. Raising wings. <laughs> no, that's someone else deciding to make an adaptation of Shrek without knowing the true director's meaning and making a poor version of it. <laughs> really? Uh, so speaking of death, I uh, I found that character's voice to be a little hit or miss for me. Really? Yeah. I loved him throughout. Uh, just because, well, and part of the reason is because I, I think it was just personal preference for the most part. He, the voice was fairly high pitched, mm. and that was I didn't. Who are I, you talking about? The wolf. The wolf. Death. Yeah. yeah. I I was expecting just with his the way his character looked for it to be a little more menacing, and then I saw a TikTok that that showed a comparison of the English versus the Spanish version version. Because, like, when he's in that cave and he, uh, the wolf's uh, death steps out from the shadows and he says fear, it's like, fear. And it's this real, like, high, you know, not high-pitched, like, goofy, but yeah. it's just him talking. But in the Spanish version, he steps out of the shadows and he goes, mira, or something super yeah. low and, like, menacing. And I'm like, that's what I wanted. I wanted... And yeah. so that, like I said, that is personal preference. Yeah, I was hoping for something a little more low and menacing. Sure, but that might have given it away. That might have that Maybe. he's a little bit more than what he appears to be. Maybe, but I also feel, for me, just um, the character in himself and the whistle was enough to strike the fear. I didn't care for the whistle. You didn't care for the whistle? I thought it was weird. I didn't care for that melody. Ooh, and I yeah, and I keep seeing people that are like. Oh, it gave me chills when I heard it. And I'm yeah, like, Meh. it is what it is. <laughs> I, I well, I'm I guess I'm with the majority there because I I felt like after we established who the whistle was and why he was there, mm-hmm. every time you heard the whistle, it was like death is approaching. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like it did that wonderfully. The setup was great, and then the follow through throughout was all there, and and. I got the chills as he did because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well now we're at the point. You also popped up like a cat when death would rush. No, but maybe uh, <laughs> metaphorically, I guess, uh, <laughs> internally, because yeah. um, I don't show my emotions as much as others. So no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so internally, my my uh, back hairs were spiking. There you go. Um, but no, I I absolutely I I loved the whistle and just how like smooth and like how confident and arrogant he was mm. and because like he ha- he was there for a purpose yeah, yeah like if he was just this like un like unkillable force that like 
just got his target no matter what, whatever, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. Mm-hmm. But because, bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, but because like this was like, because it came full circle in the end, mm-hmm. I, I, I really liked the character by the end. Nice. Because I was if if throughout, I was like, yeah, he looks stoic. I like the was, I like the whistle. I like the scythe mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I like them Puss and Boots is fighting somebody that like genuinely like scares him. Yeah. Um, but like also what is the purpose of just, you don't want to just create an enemy that is unbeatable. Right. Um, and they did that, but then like the way to beat it wasn't to beat him. Yeah. It was to just be a better person mm-hmm. and, and find purpose in life other than just, um, uh, your own legacy and, uh, your own, I almost said mythology. It's not quite the word but you're your on own like, legend yeah, yeah yeah legend is the word i'm looking for because that's what he says all the time good job yeah. <laughs> um thanks <laughs> yeah and uh your own self-love and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and how that kind of switches in the end and and yeah that's my other favorite fight is their final fight on the star yeah i like that a lot yeah um yeah cool because he leans into it uh because at that point he's accepting death mm-hmm. um which makes him stronger yeah um, but then also it, it creates the, uh, tension of, uh, why death is there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Very much like that. Um, and very much liked, um, uh, the conversion of Goldilocks in yeah. that, in that moment. Yeah. Um, cause for me that was, that, that was probably the most emotional quote unquote, uh, character development and stuff. Yeah. Of hearing Goldilocks's uh reasoning behind her pursuit, uh, and that whole family and like they're supposed to be an antagonist, but they like aren't. Yeah. They just have their own set of goals that are uh, just as justified um as Boots and Boots and uh Kitty so- uh softballs. Mm-hmm. I forgot what her wish uh for someone to trust. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she got that in the end, so they yeah. all got their they all, yeah, all three of them got their wish. No, he well, didn't get his wish. I guess Pooh didn't. No. no, but that's good. That's <coughs> yeah, and, and I think that's one of the lessons that's supposed to be there for kids mm-hmm. or anybody. Um, that life has more meaning because there is an end and a possibility of there being an end compared to you can just do whatever and and have no consequences to your actions because you have a fallback of I have more lives. Yeah, so. Um, that's why I like the nine lives things and how that progresses and how he changes as a character. Yeah. Um, any more thoughts, Tristan, you've been real vocal on your, (laughs) no, no thoughts here. Okay. (laughs) I absolutely love the, the beginning scene with the whiskey drinks. I thought that was so clever. It's not party? whiskey. It's no, no, no. Oh, it's when not. you when you got there. Oh, yeah. In the bar. Yeah, yeah. The but, cream. But but just the cream thing. That also another thing I found out after he's on it. He asks for his night's drink when mm. uh, death shows up. That's cool. So they have the theme of eight and nine. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Um. But I th- I thought that was just so quirky and fun to yeah. have a cat be drinking cream as a and give me your strongest cream, your heaviest cream. Yeah. I keep That's the heavy in the stuff back. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the cat, he goes to the toilet sewer to escape. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. You have more thoughts? I did have one more thing, and I, I oh, the ending. Uh, 
there's a musical moment that's really sweet in this when when he they on the boat and they're going back to far far away uh and he says you know we're gonna visit most of our friends you hear the yeah that's that was a i was like oh that made my heart happy <laughs> that was a cool little moment yeah. yeah um okay well you guys want to give your ratings for i do easton i would like to give this a four out of five Four to five. Mm-hmm. Higher than I thought you were gonna do. I was I was thinking like three seventy five, but probably after I uh, watched it in its entirety, it will go up. So three seventy five with a possibility of a four. Yes. Um, I'm giving this a four and a half, and this might peak up to five on a rewatch, or or go down on a rewatch. Maybe I'll what have mole. maybe I'll have a completely rethought and be like, why the heck did I? think this was I great. highly <laughs> doubt it but I you're gonna rewatch this go you know what possible, this is a lot like but no i'm kidding <laughs> no I, there are some stuff but um but yeah i i do think that this this was so much better than i thought it was going to be even after everyone saying it was amazing hmm. so that says something when everyone says something's really good and you're like mm, is it really it though? usually like skews your opinion yeah you're usually going in yeah. way more critical and mm-hmm. it did not take me long to be like oh shit yeah, this is actually right. good um literally right after the the whole, like the first five minutes of me being in there with the bar and the and death and him escaping and even when he goes to the cat thing uh the cat yeah place like that may have been a little long but it was a good bit i thought it was a funny bit yeah um and it's a little sad what? when he gives in too it's not it's, yeah you know puts up a fight and but he has yeah. to learn how to be a cat and it's another cool lesson of you know um is living your life just doing what you need to do to survive is, is that a life worth of living just doing the same mundane thing over and over mm. and over again to just live slightly longer is that worth it or should you go and do what you're called to do you know yeah um, so like I said, there's, I feel like there's a lot of layers to this that like, if you're a kid, you're just going to watch it and be like, huh, that's funny. That's cool. It's cool action. Um, but then I think there's some, a lot of underlying things that are really cool. Yeah. Um, so there's all of our ratings. Uh, we all told you to go to watch it. So definitely go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're just going to, we're not going to spend too long. We're just going to go through and talk about the Oscars and talk about, um, just a few of the categories and say what we want to win and what we think will win. Um, and we'll go down the line from Trevor to me on each category. I've got them pulled up. Like I said, we will not read them because uh, we don't want to waste your time. <laughs> um, you can go look at it and you can see all the Oscar nominations um, yourself. And if you have anybody that you feel like have anything or any film that you think is snubbed, you can also add that too. If you're cool. like, I can't believe somebody wasn't nominated for this, or I can't believe this movie wasn't nominated here, you can say that as well. Cool. Um, first one is uh, actor in a leading role. Um, cool. It might take me a second. I ha- I did a big Twitter feed on the- about this earlier, so it might take me a second to pull it up. Oh. But best actor, uh, I'm pulling for Colin Farrell, but I think it's probably going to be Austin Butler or Brandon Fraser. People are on a high with Brandon Fraser right now. And his nostalgic and his story and everything. Yeah. Or nostalgia in his story. Yeah. Might me. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen three out of five of these. That's okay. We we're we're all going through this as like only seeing what we've seen. Okay. And so we can only 
say what we've seen. And if you've only seen one, I mean, you can just kind of say, like, I've only seen these so, so this is all I can say. But, you know. I did just say that. I know. I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> like, that's okay to say. I th- okay. Well, I think Colin Farrell in, in the Banshees yeah. was really good. But I um, I love Austin Butler, and I, I would like for him to win. Gotcha. Um, I, I'm with you. I've only seen those two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see After Sun and the whale um i think my view on this may change after i see after sun i don't think it'll change after the whale i think there's some push with uh brandon frazier because of the history with him and but i don't think that's enough for the oscars to vote for him he won the emmy for it oh shoot you're right yeah you are right there um but i i feel like austin butler is gonna win the oscar for this one yeah um I honestly, he deserves it. Uh, the movie may not have been up to par. For, and my, I literally just said him. I know. I said in my opinion, but he is absolutely fantastic in it. So I could definitely see him yeah. pulling that away. Um, uh, but I do feel like Colin Farrell's is the better performance. Although Austin Butler's was really good. This is really um, good. And I feel like that may might change after I see After Sun. Um, because I've heard nothing but fantastic things about that one. So, uh, actor in a supporting role. Oh, supporting role. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> supporting actor. If K. Hu Kwan, I don't, what is I don't know he? how his name is. Name. But if he doesn't win, we riot. I agree. But Brandon Gleason is also acceptable. It's the husband in. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I like him. You I think don't he, like the movie, but. Do you think he should win, or do you think he will win? Or do both? I don't know. Who are these people from Banshees? It's um, the, the guy who cuts off his fingers. Well, <laughs> there's the guy that cuts off there's his two. finger, and then oh, there's and the the, um, the, the, town the friend. Yeah, the idiot. Oh. The cop's, the cop's son. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. That's an interesting I'm still going to go with the first guy. He also won Emmy for Best Actor, uh, Supporting Actor. I know. And he Which one? He won. I saw a thing about him. Oh, his speech okay. was fantastic. Very tearful. Yeah. Yes. I sent it to you. Okay, that's probably what I yeah. watched. I think he Aww. should win and I do think he wins. But I I absolutely think he should win. If he doesn't, I'm with you, Trevor. I do I do think we ride. His <laughs> literally just his like 30 second, maybe yeah. it was like a minute and a half. Just that minute and a half is like the best thing that we got out of all the, everyone's yeah everyone is going nuts about barry's uh scene with the sister mm-hmm. and like they just think it's relatable <laughs> i guess in soul culture i guess but i don't know man it, like it was good but it was not it wasn't yeah okay i won't i won't say anything <laughs> else i don't need i don't need yeah. any more hate um actress in a leading role if Kate Blanchett doesn't win, we riot. We riot. But Michelle Yeoh is also acceptable. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen uh, everything ever all at once. Yeah. So her, I guess. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen many of these. Well, I've seen two of them, but I I feel like it should be and will be Kate Blanchett. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um. I've seen nothing. I. It's another movie. I. I am very highly excited to watch and um but i know it's very heavy or i feel like it's very it's pretty heavy yeah yeah so it's been harder it's been hard to get myself to watch it because i know i need to be in the right 
headspace. But and I am I also contribute to you not having watched. Yeah, it that's yet. that's true because you haven't. We yeah we've all been together and you've been like I don't know if I want to watch a movie about a conductor. Yeah. For so for two hours and forty five. Okay, minutes. but your so good is a very different than my so good. So that's true. Um, actress in a supporting role. I don't know, man. These are all great. The, Who are the, these people? The list is stacked, and I can't I can't decide. I'd be happy if any of them won. Um, the Black Panther one is the queen. is the queen that uh, dies. Okay. Okay. She like drowns. Okay. Saving, yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie is the sister from Banshees. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The other one is the daughter. Okay. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, so I really hope that she wins. But I think the Carrie and Stephanie are very good as well. So. Um, I have a little bit of a hard time with this, but I feel like Stephanie should win. Um, but I feel like Carrie or Angelia Bassett will win. But I feel like Stephanie should. She was my favorite of them, but I very much liked Carrie as well. Um, and there's just so much hype around Angelia Bassett, especially with just the Black Panther stuff in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like it can't win nothing. Mm. So, yeah, I have a feeling there. Uh, animated feature film. Uh, I'm a little surprised. Sea Be- I have the same mm. thoughts on Sea Beast in comparison to How to Train Your Dragons that I do on uh, Puss in Boots with Spider Verse. I want Marcel the show to win. Having Did not seen it, it, having not seen it, <laughs> oh. I okay, that's what I but I mean, it even with the trailer, the integration between stop motion animation yeah. to the real world is stunning, yeah. and I think that's great. I say Marcel. So, um. <laughs> Uh, I tweeted this out today um, that Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is absolutely fantastic. It's r- so close to a five-star, if not a five-star, if I'm not so picky with him. Um, but I still think Puss in Boots is just too good when it comes to the fact that it's like a full animation film. Mm-hmm. That like I feel like that's going to give it an edge. Whereas yeah. Marcel the Shell, it, it just is, it has an animation to it. Right. That's like saying, I mean... If I'm being honest, every single Marvel movie that's come out over the last 20 years is more animation than Marcel the Shell shoes on. Mm. So, at what like I I am glad that it got the nomination because it deserves something. The fact that it's uh, it doesn't have really anything else is insane yeah. because yeah. the movie is fantastic. However, um I still think Puss in Boots is just too strong. Okay. To take it down. Cool. We do love ourselves Marcel the Shell. Shoes on. <laughs> Cinematography. Oh shoot! I didn't mark. No, pull that up real quick. Actually, just need kind of just borrow mm-hmm. your phone real quick. Let's see. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've. Uh, not Elvis. <laughs> I've only seen Elvis. So I have um, to say that. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen Elvis and Tar. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I can give an answer to yeah. that one. I don't really have anything other, but I, 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 I don't have a prediction. No matter what. But what I do have to say um, is this is the snub of the century. The fact that the Batman did not get a single nomination here in the cinematography and the Batman oh. was absolutely fucking fantastic. Oh, it was about yeah. that. 
fantastic. Yeah. And the fact that you put Elvis in here is insane. I yeah. haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front. I am excited to see it, but I doubt cinematography is the reason why that movie is good. It seems like it's more about the acting performances and the story mm-hmm. than it is the cinematography, why but I could be wrong. That, did it get anything? It got two, and that uh, was it. And, I, and is it just one? I think it might just be makeup. Oh, my God. Batman? Yeah. Yes. I tweeted out today it was the biggest snub of really? Oscar history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I can't believe that it didn't get cinematography as well as The Northman. This should have been another thing that this could have caught. Yeah. I understand The Northman is not for everybody. However, the cinematography was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Robert Eggers knows how to shoot a goddamn movie. <laughs> and I like nobody fucking watched Empire of Light. And I don't even know what the hell Bardo False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths is. Never even heard of it in my life. Me either. And should not have gotten Oscar in my opinion. Oscar nom. Not me. Um, but yeah, this is a, a especially after last year's powerhouse of Dune. Mm-hmm. Like there was a for sure winner last year. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we can skip some of these. Director, if you got, oh, yep, I got director. This actually says that uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel. Yeah. They're they're together. That's what it's I was telling separate. you before this. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said. Oh wait, they're together. Yes, it's listed together. They changed that for when I saw this earlier. Then. So, yeah, that's also what I saw. <laughs> I saw them separate, but yeah, now they're together. Yeah. I feel like it wins then. Okay. That yeah, I, or Banshees might win. This yeah. might be the one Banshees wins. I yeah. My tweet specifically says I don't know how two directors got nominated for the same picture separately. I will accept them though if they both got it. Yeah. I said I will accept the Daniels uh, Field for Tar or McDonough for Banshees. Yeah. I also feel like Todd might be up there when I finally watch it, mm-hmm. but I feel like Kate Blanchett might be the thing that wins for Tar, though. Yeah. Because it seems like she's the focus. Yeah. So. Agree. Oh, and she makes the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Tristan, on this one? Uh, basically the same thing. Of like Banshees? Banshees. Or I, my my problem is that everything ever all at once I hate the movie and I don't ever want to watch it again in my yeah. life. But it had very good things in it, so I can't be like I don't want this to win because yeah. it's good. Because it's just not your style at all. Yeah, it's just too much happening. Right <laughs> at one time. But like, yeah, that's which is not the a, whole, which is the purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like it shouldn't win. Yeah, so. I am also gonna say that. Uh, the Fableman's got way too many nominations. I agree. Way too many. This is, it's good. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're gonna skip a few here. Um, uh, international feature films. We're not gonna talk about it, but we <laughs> are gonna say that uh, Decisions of Leaf got snubbed. Snubbed yeah. for sure. Um. Makeup and hairstyling. The Batman is the only one that got uh, the nomination, and my God, it better win just because it didn't get any other yeah. nominations. Um, do you guys want to talk about music or switch just to Beck's picture and be? So I don't care. It's more Trevor's. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I now already have an answer for both. For for Go original for it. score, it's a pretty dope list, but I hope Babylon wins. And then really, oh yeah. And then original song, Natu Natu from Triple R. Let's go. <laughs> um, if the Batman was in original score, would you have picked that one over? I don't know. 
The Babylon's pretty one's pretty good. Okay, I still need to watch Babylon, yeah. so I will definitely maybe. But I do know that I have specifically listened to the Batman soundtrack mm-hmm. on several occasions because it is really fucking good. Yeah, it is great. And another snub because. And I, I'm curious. The Banshees I mean, got a nomination for this. That's, I mean, with the Batman, just I'm curious if people heard it and thought this sounds too close to like the Star Wars march. Uh, uh, mm. I'm curious if that's part of it. As somebody that's seen Star Wars over a hundred times, to say, you're asking the right person. Didn't got zero nods uh, like i didn't connect it to at all really i never felt like it's it, it, the the big, i never felt like it was a theft the bum no it's not theft but it's it's definitely inspired by and even uh uh what's his name john no no i don't have my phone because it's... he's the same guy that did incredibles anyway he he even has, has said this is i i took or he said i was listening to the empire strikes black soundtrack like a ton when he wrote the batman soundtrack but the Batman theme, that bomb, 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 bomb thing, that's the exact same key and the exact same opening notes from the Imperial March. But here's the thing with music, which you probably already know this, but it, like, we're to a point now that it's very difficult to, to come up with something completely original. Right. And I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. <laughs> I'm just saying I think that could be a reason that it got snubbed was because people were like, whoa, that's pretty close to the other one, man. Yeah. I don't know if I can count it for originality or whatever, which I think is dumb. I think it should have been nominated, but I think that's probably why it got snubbed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think your tweet is maybe more accurate, the fact that they don't want to nominate superhero movies. Um, oh, the one that I repl- – yeah, saying that there's – because the uh, – the push for Marvel movies to start getting more nominations. The Academy. Why is would lo- they get nominations? Uh, I'm saying there's a push. Yeah, because the f- fans are wanting it because they're, that's the well, only thing stupid. they watch. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, this movie's fantastic! It's the only movie I've watched this year." Yeah. So it should be nominated for all the Oscars, even though there are 30 other movies that came out that were 80 times better than what I just watched. Right. And so the Academy, I think, is trying to reserve itself and be like. No, we don't do instead of back in like 2008 when Dark Knight got nominated and for yeah. several categories. Now they're really trying to not try to stay away from the superhero genre in general, which which is upsetting because if you make a good superhero movie. Yeah, then it should, should nominated. be nominated. If you make garbage, it shouldn't. Yeah. So Marvel, just don't make garbage and you'll get nominated. <laughs> well, and it's e- not hard, man. Even so with that new deconstructing. Well, hard, but- yeah. Even with that new deconstructing yeah. the MCU pod, we've gone through four. I mean, we, we've recorded four. And two of those four, three almost of those four of the first four MCU movies were like, these are like, they're fine. They're not great. Yeah. And so like, yeah, like you said, people are only still only see Marvel and then that's all they'll want to be nominated because that's all they've seen. Yeah. And uh, like DC has also come out with a lot of garbage. Yeah. But they've also gone out and grabbed fantastic directors and mm-hmm. actors and stuff like the Dark Knight trilogy where they got Christopher, Christopher fucking Nolan, Nolan yeah. to make those movies. And then with this, they got Matt Reeves yeah. to make this movie because they wanted to make something great. They didn't want to make a franchise. Yeah. They want to make a good movie. Although it did admit, I'm sorry, I know we're getting off track a little bit, but it made me. it makes me so upset that people are like, 
we want a Batman. We want a Batman universe now. We yeah. want a sequel. We want more of spinoffs. And I'm like, shut up. Just well, let this exist. It's definitely getting a sequel, it which is, is fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay. You don't need spinoffs in a whole. I'm all upset with the Penguin spinoff, but it is what it is. No, I, I also am not 100 percent on the Penguin spinoff, but I do think sequel is fine. Yes, because think if you just got Batman Begins, and you never got a sequel. We never got. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, like <laughs> if you make something good, it's fine to do sequels and additions to it, but like everything has to be planned. And like you also have to think of it like, I want to make something good. Let's take the time to make something good, not let's make money. Exactly. Correct. And that's what I think Christopher Nolan has done and will always do. And what it seems like Matt Reeves did with the first one, we'll see what he does with the, the rest. Yeah. Um, best picture. What do you Oof. guys want to win versus what you think will win? So in order of like what I want to win the top three, I have Tar, Everything Everywhere, and Banshees. What do you think will win? Tar. Oh, no. What I think will win is Everything Everywhere. I want Tar to win. Um, I don't really know. I'm not. I don't. I just. Uh, I just didn't fall in love with any of these movies. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. I. There's not. I, I thought maybe you'd be our Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I really like it, and I was gonna say that, but like, I just nothing was. I don't know. I just felt like there were some very weak movies for me yeah uh this year i really don't want avatar to win it definitely won't good but i also i I also can't believe it even made this list i i honestly cannot believe it this it's because people love it it, this is this is like putting endgame on best picture or putting infinity it's it's the same level this is a blockbuster movie and nothing else it is completely surface level Everything. The I, only thing it has is quote unquote visual effects that aren't even that stunning and over the top. The story is bland and normal and nothing over the top. I'm sorry, Brandon, you're going to fight me on Twitter, but <laughs> it's the truth. It's nothing groundbreaking. Everything is completely standard to movie making um, things, but we're so attached to the characters and this world that's supposed to be greater, and it's not. It's very, very fucking mid, and I can't believe it got. I, I honestly cannot believe it got a best, a best picture nom. The only thing it should have got, if anything, was visual effects. Shouldn't have even come close to getting best picture. Yeah, yeah. I keep on cutting you off on accident. Yeah. So I'm just trying to say what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Um, I think everything, everyone wants is gonna win. I'm fine with that. Not that they need my permission for anything, but there's my gotcha. two cents. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think uh, everything everywhere, all it was, I feel like it should win. I feel like it's either that or Banshees. People are just all over Banshees right now. So I'm a little, which I was a little surprised by, pleasantly surprised by, but... Yeah. yeah, I think it's just the artsy movie of the category. Yeah, there was one like that last year, too, where it was like, this is the, the, the artsy movie the that kind of appeals to the general public. What'd you say? The Power of the Dog? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But it didn't win. Thank so. goodness. Yeah. 
No, we, we are, stand by that. We are on this pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all very anti power of the dog. Um, but I feel like it's got a it's got a push because it's something just different. Yeah. Um, and people really took to it. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's got a shot. But I, f- the only thing that makes me not confident in, in everything, everywhere all at once, is the fact that it came out in February or March of last year. Yeah. Or yeah, last year. Yeah. And so it's just so long. And and movies that don't come out in Oscar season, right? Usually aren't don't win a lot. It's yeah. just the way it. Yeah. Just the way, the way it, it is. Goes. I I think that might be a reason why the Northman didn't get much because mm-hmm. that came out the Literally. same month that I think everything did. I think it was back in March or April. Yeah. And so, as like I don't I I wouldn't expect it to win best picture or anything like that but yeah. i think it would have been nominated for stuff if yeah. it if it would if it was releasing in november uh right. when some of these other movies that got nominated that have no reason to be nominated yeah. are um and that's why people release the movies when they do which stinks for robert eggers because he's <laughs> he's good i almost said the goat but he's not he's close <laughs> though um dennis villanueva is the goat but um okay uh i guess that's it i don't think there's uh too much more we need to talk about here um we can get you guys out of here and we'll talk more about oscars as we no we will do we'll have an oscar bonus episode as we react to what actually won and uh and all of that but uh we want to give you guys just a little preface of um or preface preface um just depends on yeah um on what we thought about the Oscar noms. Um, yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week we are either going to be doing um, uh, the new Mia Goth movie. Um, I don't know. I don't have my phone because it's recording us. Oh. <laughs> um, there's a new Mia Goth movie, uh, Infinity Pool. Oh, okay. Or um, I think there's another one that is coming Pearl? out. No. Infinity That's pool. The first thing I said it. Infinity up. pool. Um, okay. Uh, that comes out this weekend, and but there's another one that comes out as well. Eighty for Brady. No. God. Um. There's another one that's really popular. That oh. Uh, Knock at the cabin. Yes. Comes out yes. Third. M Night Shyamalan. Mm. Uh, I was trying to find the director in my head. M Night Shyamalan's coming out with a movie. No, no, Knock at the cabin. Something like that. Yeah. And then um uh Infinity pool. We'll decide which one we want to do as we see what people are watching um but we're i'm excited for infinity pool not as a mia goth fan but as a this looks like a gore fest mm. and i'm a little interested <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm usually not but i'm interested but nonetheless thank you guys so much for listening and we'll back we will be back next week um have a good one hey moron you talking to me Talking to me? There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot! What do you expect? I'm the movie moron. What you just said 
is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Don't call me stupid. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! I've known sheep that could outwit you. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no, none taken.